good morning, City Church, and thank you for being a part of everything that's going to be going on today. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it and be glad. Why? Because this is the day, as followers of Christ, that we come together, and obviously it's not physically on this Easter, but it is spiritually, to celebrate everything that Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago on that first Easter weekend. So I just want you to sit back, open up your heart, let God speak to you. This is different for us, but we are still celebrating the resurrected Christ, the one who changed our life. And if you're out there today and you're watching and and you're not in a relationship with the Lord the way you need to be or the way you should be, today is the day I believe that that can change for you and life can take on a whole new dimension. So let's join together today spiritually, by faith, with a deep compassion and a heart for for the love that God has for us. And let's enter into his presence right there in your, in your home. You just make that a sanctuary for God. I'm going to pray. We're going to go into worship. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to share a word with you today that I believe is going to speak to all of our hearts and all of our lives. For all of those that are a part of City Church family and the different struggles that you're going through, I want you to know that Stacy and I and the staff, we are praying for you continually. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to reach out to, uh, for all the help that you've given to us to help reach out to people who are in need during this time. And we're going to continue to do that. But right now, let's invite the Lord into this house and into your house And let's celebrate the resurrected Christ. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the privilege and the goodness of God that is abundantly being poured out upon us, Lord. And Father, we just open up our hearts to receive everything you have for us on this Resurrection Sunday, Lord, as we celebrate the fact that we are alive because Christ is alive. And Father, we worship you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Very beneath my shame, 
Your face. 
First Peter, there's a scripture that I wrote down that I didn't want to forget today, and I want to read it to you. It's First Peter 1.3, and it said, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercies, he's given us new birth into this living hope that though the resurrect, it's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Our hope is through that resurrection. Everything that we have is because Good Friday became Easter morning.
blessings that you put in your word for us. And we think it only fitting this morning to wrap up this time of worship by singing this beautiful new song that we've learned that's straight from the word. So I pray that you would take this beautiful blessing for your family this Easter morning.
you, God, for this morning of Easter, for this opportunity, God, to see the amen, to see that it is finished, and to see the stone rolled away. How we thank you for new beginnings. How we thank you that you are the beginning and you are the end. And this morning, God, that our lives would be poured out and show our love, God, back to you. We thank you. We thank you. And wherever you're at this Easter morning, amen. Here's what's going on this week at City Church. Cycle one is complete, so all of our city groups will be on break until May. Video lessons for our Kid City and Alive group are available now. For our relentless students, there'll be a video drop tonight at 6 p.m. If you're new to City Church, we still want to connect with you, even if it's just digitally. Comment below or send us a message if you're new. We are City Church. Well, good morning, City Church. We just want to say a quick word about giving. Firstly, thank you. Thank you so much to each and every person who's continued to give faithfully of their tithe and of their offering during this uncertain time. Whether you continually give through our digital means online or you're giving in person, we've had many of you come by the church building. Even though the building itself is empty, you're dropping your tithe and your offering in our outdoor drop box area. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate your faithfulness. Uh, it's been one of our favorite things to see that even in times where things are uncertain or things are, you know, we're just not sure what's going on, you continue to give faithfully. If you uh, want to be a part of that, if you want to keep going and keep giving, then you can do that as well. There'll be instructions here in just a second on how to give uh, digitally, how to give online if you want to do that. Or if you'd like to and get out of the house, if you can do that with all the restrictions and stuff like that going on, come by the church building. On our Student Life Center, there's an exterior door with a big red sign that says Mail Drop Box. You can drop it in there and we'll take care of that for you. But thank you so much for those of you that continually give and that are getting ready to start giving. We appreciate that. Um, we know that financially things are, are a little bit tricky right now, um, but it's your giving, it's your faithfulness that keeps this place going, that keeps us um, you know, being able to reach out to you with content and keep connected. And uh, we just are thankful that you are obedient to what God is saying, that you continue to worship God with your tithes and your offering, things like that, and that you just continue to be a part of City Church, however and wherever you are. Thanks for doing that. We appreciate that. Let's keep going with our service this morning.
Good morning once again, City Church. Right where you are, I just want you to close your eyes. I have about eight people here in the sanctuary with me. And the presence of God was here. And I know that he was right there with you as well. One of the things that the Lord spoke to me as we begin to discern that there was some transition that was going to be going on the way we normally do church and just everything that was going on around us. When I began to pray about the church and about how we were going to do things, the Lord spoke this to me. He said, I will work with what you have to work with. And I just want you to remember that. Things are different now. Things are not normal for us. But the Lord is working with what we have to work with. So I just want to encourage you in the middle of the awkwardness, in the middle of of everything being different, push into God. Not just, not just in the service and the way things are going right now, but in your own private life, push into God. I was thinking during, during worship about the children of Israel who were in a transition from coming out of Egypt and God was about to lead them into the promised land. God had set them free from Pharaoh and one of the first big obstacles they had was they ran right up against the Red Sea with no way to get around it. They had Pharaoh's army coming in from behind them. And God spoke to Moses and he said this, stretch out your staff. And when he stretched out his staff, they stepped into the water and it split wide open and they walked across. If I could speak anything prophetic into your life right now as your pastor, as somebody who cares about you, in the middle of all the tension and all the pressure and everything that we're dealing with right now, because everything is different, stretch your life. Let God stretch you out. Pray more than you've ever been praying. Seek God more than you've ever been seeking him. Be in his word more than you've ever been in his word. Let him stretch you. I know that just because of uh, being around family so much and being isolated in our homes, there could potentially be uh, a lot of tension in homes right now. But can I just encourage you? That is the best place to let God stretch your love walk. Let God stretch you. Because here's what I believe. To the degree that we allow our Heavenly Father to stretch us during this time will be to the degree that we will be stronger when we come out on the other side of this. I want you to think about that. Don't back up. Don't coast. I'm actually beginning to sense in my own life some things that this is almost becoming kind of a normal thing for us now. Don't let this become normal. See it as an obstacle that you're going to trust your Heavenly Father to help you push through. Let Him stretch you. Develop your relationship like you never have before. And when we come to the other side of this, we're going to be better for it. I'm going to share the message with you that I have in just a second. But I just want you to continue to be praying for City Church and the families. just want to say thank you for all those that have been helping us to reach out to the different families that are in need during this time. We have a, a family that has the COVID virus in their home and they're isolated in their home. And so we've been reaching out and taking food. And thank you for those that, that have uh, given online to help meet that need. I got a text from them this morning how much they appreciated our help for them. And that's what the church is all about. 
It's not about backing down in this time and being filled with, you know, me, my four, and no more. It is about reaching out to other people. We're doing it safely, but we're reaching people. And just want you to know we're praying for you. Stacy and I and the staff love you. It's going to be an amazing day when we get back together. But right now, just let God stretch you. Let God use you. Let God let God come into your life at a greater level than ever before. So here's what I want to do before I get into the message this morning is I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you and I want to just continue to believe that God is working right in your heart, right in your life, in all of our lives, right in the middle of this. So Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for City Church. I thank you for every person that calls the City Church home. For every person, Lord, that may be watching this this. Uh, this online stream, Father, I ask you to speak to their lives today. Continue to do a, a great work in all of their hearts and all of their lives. And, Father, help us to make the most of this moment. It's strange. It's different. There's uncertainty in it. But help us to make the most of it, Father. Stretch us. And as we allow you to stretch us, Lord, we know we're going to be stronger in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I know you know that today is Resurrection Sunday. And it doesn't matter what we're dealing with or what's going on around us in the world. This is the day that the Lord has made and we rejoice in it and be glad. And I can hear by faith an amen that just went up in your households. Why? Because today we serve a resurrected Savior. We serve a God who was alive and well, not only in the world, but also in our lives personally today. And we may not be in the house together, but you know what? We are connected spiritually by the power of God. So what that means is, is God is ministering to you there. He's ministering to us here, and he's doing a great work because he's working with what we have to work with. And I know you believe that. So as I share with you this morning a message that I pray speaks directly to you on this resurrection morning. The morning that, or the day that, that is the foundation for our Christian life, that, that all of our faith is built upon resurrection and the power of God that was inserted into this earth through the body of Christ as he lay in that tomb and brought him back to dead. I pray that today you allow God to speak to you. So if you would just give me your heart. Give me your attention for just a little bit. Right in the middle of everything that's going around, going on, let's let God speak to us today. So we know that today is the day that 2,000 years ago, Jesus was raised from the dead. And when he was raised from the dead, everything changed. It was a game changer for the world. It was a game changer for us as individuals because he brought hope. He brought a hope that the world had never known before. He changed people's hearts. He changed people's lives because of this resurrection power. I know that he did that for me some 30-odd years ago when I was lost and in sin, strung out on drugs, empty inside, no purpose to live for, living life in this vicious circle, in bondage to things of the world. But the very second that I gave my heart and my life to the Lord, I was transformed from the inside out. His power resurrected me. And he can do the same for you today. You know why? Because Easter is not some historical event that happened long ago. Easter is the acknowledgement that Jesus is alive and at work in our life today. 
Because the resurrection is not just an event in history. It is the person of Jesus Christ that you and I can experience for real today. In fact, Jesus said to Mary in the middle of a situation that had death and had sorrow and hopelessness and confusion all around that. He spoke these words to her at Lazarus' tomb in John chapter 11. And he said, and Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asked this question, do you believe this? And you know the reality is that is the universal question that all of heaven is asking all of the earth on this resurrection morning. Do you believe that this resurrection power of Christ that raised Jesus from the dead then can still impact your life today? Do you believe that? Do you believe in the middle of all the bad news that Jesus' resurrection can bring good news? Do you believe in the middle of all the challenges that we are facing that Jesus' resurrection power can help you face them strongly? Do you believe that in the middle of all the uncertainty around us that the resurrection power of God can provide a sure foundation to support you? Do you believe that in every hopeless situation you might ever find yourself in, not only today but in the future, that the resurrection power of Christ is available to provide you with a hope that you need that gets you out of that situation and puts you on higher ground? Do you believe that? I hope you believe that today. Because that's the question that all of heaven is asking. Do you believe that today? Because if there was ever an Easter morning where we needed to believe in the power of God to bring change. If there was ever an Easter morning where we needed to believe that dead things could come alive. It is this Easter morning. I hope you believe that. But if you're having trouble with that today. I want to do my best to help you. I want to speak into your life today and help speak into your life the truth that the resurrection power of God is really what you need to make it not only through this day and what's going on around us, but to carry you successfully to the end of all of our lives. It is still available for us today. And we have proof. And we're going to study that proof today as I walk you through the Friday the Saturday, and the Sunday of what we call that first Easter weekend. So if I could have your undivided attention for just a little bit, I want to talk to you about those three days. Because each one of those days has an experience that goes with it and a promise that goes with it as well. So before we get to the Friday, our journey begins on Thursday Thursday was four days after Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. When everyone who believed in Jesus was celebrating his entry. When everyone had high hopes of what was about to take place. Everybody was excited about Jesus. But the problem was that was going to be the high point for a while. Because things were about to head south. Things were about to change for Jesus and for his followers. Because on Thursday evening, around midnight, 
Jesus was arrested and taken from the Garden of Gethsemane. And for the next eight hours, he was led from court to court to court to court. He actually went before six different councils that night. Three were political and three were religious. Each one of those courts trying to find a guilty charge on him so that he could be put to death. Finally, Pilate, after talking with him, said, I find no fault in this man. He washed his hands and declared him to be innocent. But the problem was that the religious people of the day were being driven by the religious leaders of the day, and they demanded that Pilate turn Jesus over to them. And so their request was answered. And the Bible says they crucified him. So that was Thursday. And so the next stop was Friday. When their demand to crucify Jesus was about to be carried out. We call it Good Friday because it was good for us. Because it was good for the world. But the truth is for Jesus it was not a Good Friday It was a bad Friday because for him, it was a day that I want to call a day of suffering. That's what Friday is all about. It is a day of suffering. It was a day of pain for Jesus. We know it was, but let's read what Matthew said about it when Jesus was talking to his disciples. He said, from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem And suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes. And be killed and be raised on the third day. They didn't understand that that third day thing yet. We'll see that in a minute. But on that Friday, Jesus' suffering caused him great pain. Because it was a day where he was mocked, spit on, humiliated, scourged, tortured beat with a cat of nine tails. In fact, the prophetic word that was spoken 700 years before the event actually took place by Isaiah told us this, that he would be beaten so badly that he would be unrecognizable as a man. It was a good Friday for us, but it was a bad Friday for him. And the reason why it was a good Friday for us was because the pain that he experienced on the cross on that Friday is the same pain that you and I experience in our life today. Maybe you've never thought about it before, but on that Friday, because of everything that Jesus was experiencing, he went through physical pain. He went through emotional pain. He went through spiritual pain. He went through relational pain. He experienced every pain that you and I experience in our life today. In fact, Hebrews chapter 2 tells us this about that Friday. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested The reason why it was a bad Friday for him was because of what he was going through. The reason why it was a good Friday for us is so that when you and I find ourselves in pain, and it doesn't matter what kind of pain that it is that we're experiencing in the moment, Jesus has the ability, because of what he went through, to look you in your eye and say, I know exactly how you feel.
I understand everything you're going through, and I know exactly how to help you. That makes it a good Friday for us because he understands where we are on every level of our life. Listen, I don't know how this COVID-19 thing is affecting you or what type of pain that it might be inflicting on you with all the disruption to our normal life. But here's what I do know, that if you're in the Fridays of life right now because of everything that we're experiencing, and you're experiencing pain, and maybe you've experienced some loss, maybe you're in the middle of some spiritual pain because of some sin, maybe you're in physical pain because of some sickness, Maybe you're in mental or emotional or relational or financial pain because of everything that's going on because you find yourself in the Fridays of life. I want you to know, and more importantly, all of heaven wants you to know that Jesus understands exactly where you are. Why? Because he's been there. He's done that. He has the stripes to prove it. He has the nail scars in his hands to prove it. He has the scar in his side to prove it. And because he went through all of that pain on that first Easter weekend on Friday, he wants you to know that his hand is reaching out to you today to help you in the middle of your pain. You don't have to go through it yourself. He can help you through it in the name of Jesus. In fact, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it tells us this about when you and I go through the Fridays of life. That by whose stripes you were healed. You were healed because of the pain that Christ suffered because he suffered it on our behalf. The prophecy of that Friday 700 years before it happened says this by Isaiah Surely he has borne our griefs. That word griefs in, the, griefs in the original language means pains. And he's carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes you are healed the pain jesus suffered because of his sacrifice on the cross brings healing to you and i so i want to encourage you today city church i want to encourage every person that may be watching this live or after it goes offline live when you're watching it i want you to believe that healing belongs to you because of the sacrifice of christ that this resurrection weekend reminds us that when we find ourselves in the pains of life, you can look to Jesus and he can bring healing to your life. It doesn't matter where that healing needs to take place or what type of pain you're experiencing. Jesus went through it on that Friday so you and I could be made whole when we look to him for healing help. In fact, as I move on, I want to leave you with this thought about that Friday. There is no pain in your life that his pain cannot heal. I want you to believe that this morning. In fact, before we move on, I want to stop. 
and I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that the healing power of God can touch you right where you are. You know what your need is. So I just want you to close your eyes. Let me pray for you. And then we're going to move to Saturday. Father, I pray for every person that is watching this this stream, Lord. And I pray that no matter what type of healing they need, no matter where the pain is in their life, that God, right now, that you would minister that healing power to them. That, Father, that they would recognize that you care about them. You value them. And that you have not called us to live in pain, but you have called us to be whole, to be healthy in every area of our life. So I pray that the healing power of God would invade their space, their heart, and their life right now in Jesus' name. Healing belongs to you because of Friday. So after six hours on the cross, at 3 a.m. in the morning, Jesus died. They took him off the cross and laid him in a tomb and sealed it shut. That next day, Friday, is what I want to call the day of confusion. It was a day of confusion. I call it that because the day that all of that was the day that all of the followers of Jesus, because of what happened on Friday, were caught completely and totally off guard because of his death. Mark tells us this in Mark chapter 15. So Joseph brought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in the tomb, cut out of a rock. Then he rolled the stone against the entrance of the tomb. What a day. It was a day that they were left totally confused because of what was going on around them. They went to bed Friday night and woke up in a completely different world. They were left stunned, confused, filled with doubt, scared, insecure, feeling alone, uncertain about their future, filled with questions of what is going on and why is this happening to us? This is not the way it is supposed to be. In fact, the Bible says that they were so confused about what was going on on that Saturday because of what had taken place on that Friday that they began to make wrong choices. In fact, Peter, the one who walked with Jesus daily, was so confused, he completely checked out and went back to fishing. He went back to his old life because of all the questions that he had. In fact, in John chapter 21, look at what took place. It says, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. Now you know me, that's a good statement, but not in this situation. I'm going fishing. They said to him, well, we're going with you also. And they went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. These were professional fishermen. So they were really in a mess. What they had put their hope in, what they had put their faith in was not turning uh, out the way they thought it be, should have been. Their whole world was being turned upside down because they had just watched Jesus die. They felt like they were left alone. 
And when they turned to something that they knew a lot about, fishing, that didn't even work for them. They were in a mess because of what was going on on that Saturday. You know, the truth is, we do strange stuff sometimes when we're in times of uncertainty. When fear and confusion and helplessness is using what's going on around us to speak to our lives. That Saturday experience was causing confusion and it was causing them to even question God. And we actually see this throughout Scripture. In fact, John the Baptist found himself in a Saturday of life when he was surrounded with questions and uncertainty and confused. He was in prison. He had been put under house arrest for preaching the gospel. You remember John the Baptist, right? Jesus' cousin. He baptized Jesus in the river, Jordan. He saw the dove come down. He heard the voice speak from heaven. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. He made that famous statement that I must decrease so he can increase. As close to Jesus as anybody probably during that time. But when he found himself in a Saturday experience when nothing was working, things weren't going the way he thought they were, here's what he did. He got permission from the jailer to talk to his disciples. He called his disciples to his jail cell and said, Hey guys, I need you to go talk to Jesus for me. And look at what he asked them to ask him and John calling two of his disciples to him sent them to Jesus saying are you the coming one or do we look for another really and truly if we don't watch it that can become the Saturday of life question where are you in all of this Jesus where are you are you really the one that I can look to to help walk me through this What is going on? That's where the disciples were when they laid Jesus in the tomb. Their hopes had been lost. Their expectations had been extinguished. Their faith had seemingly failed them. They needed answers because none of it made sense to them. And you know what, church? Right now, many of us may find ourselves in the Saturday of life. Because this COVID-19 has really thrown us for a loop. And we find ourselves, some of us might be wrestling with doubt, with fear, with questions. We may be asking the same questions that John the Baptist answered. Are you really the one that can help me in this situation? Why are we going through this? But I want to remind you, on Friday, the pain of Jesus speaks to us and tells us that he's our healer. But on the Saturday, the confusion that the disciples experienced, because we know the end of the story speaks to us, and it says these simple words to us, it's going to be okay. I just want you to say that to yourself right where you are in your living room or wherever you're watching this. Say, it's going to be okay. I don't have to have all the answers I don't have to know everything. I don't even know how it's going to be okay. I just know because I serve a resurrected Savior. It is going to be okay. Because see, that's Saturday's promise for us when we're confused. God 
is going to make it be okay. And what heaven says to us today, that if you are in the Fridays of life and you're experiencing pain because of this thing, look to Jesus. Let him be your healer. If you're in the middle of confusion because you're in the Saturdays of life, look to him and let him calm your heart. In fact, I want you to think about this. There is no confusion that his peace cannot calm. So if you're in the Saturdays of life today, I want you to believe that. I want you to trust that the resurrected Jesus, the one we serve, has got everything under control and he is leading us out of this thing and it's going to be okay. So whatever you're dealing with today, because of the state of the world, I want to encourage you on this Easter Resurrection Sunday. Look to the resurrected one. Look to the one who has the ability to turn the entire situation around. We know what Friday was. It was a day of pain. Saturday was a day of confusion. But guess what, guys? Sunday's here. Sunday is here. And I want to call Sunday the day of power. The day of power. Because that's the promise of Sunday. And that is that God's power can bring anything that is out of order back into order in your life. Why? Because it's not just any power. It is resurrection power. It is the power of Almighty God that brought Jesus back from the dead that can do the same thing in your life. Do not lose hope. Do not lose faith. Look to the power of God that is available to turn everything around, no matter how bad it might look for you right now. In fact, look at what happened in Matthew chapter 28, verse 5, 6, and 7. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. That is the promise that we have today, that Friday may have been a day of pain, Saturday may have been a day of confusion, but Sunday is the day that just like it brought Jesus back from the dead, that the power of God can be released into your life and it can turn every dead situation and bring life out of it. Wherever you are, I want you to throw your hands up and just say praise the Lord because that's where we are and that's the message on this Resurrection Sunday that Christ wants you to grab a hold of. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. The power of God is available to turn your situation around, to turn that dead thing around. I love what C.S. Lewis said about Easter. He said this, that Easter is death working backwards. You know, the truth is there are people all over the world today celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. It's a worthy celebration, don't get me wrong. But here's what I want you to know, City Church. We don't just celebrate the resurrection. We experience it. We experience it. You can allow it to bring change into your life today. 
Because the resurrection is not just an event. It is the person of Jesus Christ that you can know personally. That you can invite into your heart and into your life so that he can bring change. In fact, the Apostle Paul, when he was really kind of giving us a, a road map to how he lived and what motivated how he operated in his life said this to us in Philippians chapter 3. I want, you to, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty resurrection power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death. That's kind of a strange statement, but what Paul understood and what we need to understand, that in the every middle, uh, middle of every situation that you may find yourself in, that even if it looks like death, it is worth going through because the power of God will meet you on the other side and bring total and complete resurrection change to your life. I know what we're going through is hard. <clears throat> it's hard spiritually. It's hard mentally. It's hard emotionally. It's hard financially. It is hard relationally. We cannot deny that. But what I want you to believe is Friday is behind us. Saturday is behind us. And Sunday is here. And so is the power that is available to bring change in our life. Because that power can and will turn every dead situation into something good. Whether it's on the inside of you. Or around about you. So here's what I want to do. And I'm not going to be much longer. I want to give you three areas. That when the power of God touches it. It brings change. It brings change. Three areas. And I want to pull these three truths. From the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel a thousand years before Jesus died on the cross sat down and wrote a prophetic word for us today about that first Easter Sunday and about how it can bring change into our life. I want to give you three areas. I want you to jot these down if you're taking notes. The first area, that the resurrection power of God is available to us is this. It brings the power to change your heart. It brings the power to change your heart. Look at how Ezekiel spoke this. In Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 in this prophetic word he said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. See I remember before I knew Christ. The emptiness on the inside, the hole in my heart, the sense that something was just missing in life, being dominated with a lack of purpose. That was all very real to me. But when I invited the resurrected Jesus into my heart, into my life, all of that changed. I became alive on the inside, and many of you have had that same experience and the emptiness, and the sin, and the lack of passion, and the lack of motivation got replaced with a passion for life, a joy, a hope, a faith, and a purpose. That's what happens when we allow the resurrection power of God to come into our life and bring change 
to our heart. Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. He said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. The resurrection power of God is still available to bring change to you today. It is still making people new. It is removing the emptiness. It is removing the fear. It is removing the void from their heart and filling it with the power and the presence of God. So I don't know where you are today. If that emptiness and that void on the inside of you is because you don't know Jesus. Or maybe you have an emptiness and a void on the inside of you because you do know Jesus. But the circumstances that have have engulfed us in this nation and in this world have, have just taken the place of Christ in your heart. Today's the day to let change take place. To let newness and freshness fill your hearts. That's what Jesus was talking about at the tomb of Lazarus when he said, Do you believe this? Do you believe that the resurrection power of God can bring change to your heart today? Here's what I want to do before I move on. Right where you are, I want to pray for you. So I want you to close your eyes and bow your head. And if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you're just struggling internally because of all the circumstances, I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want to know him, I want you to pray this prayer with me as well. Close your eyes. Say, Father, today's the day. I invite Christ to come into my heart and to come into my life. I receive the same power that raised Jesus from the dead into my life right now. Make me new. You're my Lord. And you're my Savior, in Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me this morning for the first time, send me a Facebook message. Send me, send me some message so I can know that you prayed that prayer and say, Pastor Rusty, I invited Christ to come into my heart today. I'm a new creation. What do I do now? And we will reach out and we will help you in this new life that God has for you. If you prayed that prayer this morning because you had confusion and fear and pain in your life and and God did something, let us know about that too. We want to celebrate what the resurrection power of God did for you today. So not only does that power give us the power to change our heart, it also does this. It gives us the power to change your life. To change your life. So the resurrection power of Jesus is not just interested in changing your heart it's also interested in changing how we live look at what the next verse in Ezekiel says and I will put my spirit within you and I will cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them so it's not just about a heart change it is about a life change and you know here's what I have found out over the 30 some odd years of not being a perfect Christian, making mistakes, but I have found out that living a life that honors God is where life really is found. And God's power wants to touch your life and make it better. 
You can believe that this morning. So many people today in the world are trying to do life better, but they're trying to do it in their own strength. They're trying to have a better marriage. They're trying to have a better all kind of stuff, but they're trying to do it in their own strength. They're like a, they're like a truck stuck in the mud. Lots of energy, lots of effort, but the tires are just spinning around and there's no progress taking place. Can I just say to you this morning, guys, that the resurrection power of God is what you need at work in your life because God says, I will pull you out of that hole. And I will set your feet on solid ground and I will make your life better if you will begin to do life with me. That's why Christ was raised from the dead. So life change can happen. And you know, the reality is this is so important for us today. Because in the middle of this COVID-19 thing that we're going through, lots of people are reevaluating life. We're reprioritizing what is important Some of us are putting Christ back where he belongs in our life. Many are making commitments to do better and to be better when this is all over. Getting back in church and different things like that. But I want you to hear me as your pastor. Change that is made because of the pressures of life has a high probability of not lasting once the pressure is gone. I believe we mean it when we say it. We want to make healthy change in our life as a result of this. I've made some fresh new commitments to the Lord myself. But here's what I want you to know. That unless we make the change in the power of God, it's not going to last. God has to be a part of the change. kind of reminds me of the kind of the situation that Burt Reynolds found himself in the movie The End when he was in a big situation and he was about to drown out in the ocean and he begins to call out to God and he said, God, if you will save me, I will give you 80% of all of I have. As he gets closer to the shore, he calls out and he says, I'll give you 50% of all I have if you'll just get me to the shore, God. As he gets a little bit closer and he can begin to see that he might make it, he calls out and says, God, I'll give you 10% of all that I have if you just get me safely to the shore. He finally makes it to the shore and he's laying there in the sand and he looks up and he says, never mind, God, I can make it from here. Can I just encourage you today? Don't leave God behind on the other side of this. Don't leave him behind. It's so easy to forget him when things get better. It's so easy to forget him when we're not in crisis mode. In fact, just before God was going to take his people into the promised land, he sat them down and here's what he said to them. He said, then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. We could say it like this, don't forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of COVID-19 from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord. Here's what we need to do even after the situation's over. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name and you shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you. In other words, don't turn back to the world When we come out from underneath this, let God stretch you and let that stretching become something that the power of God makes as a behavior change in your life.
God doesn't just want to change our heart. He wants to change our life in the middle of this. And most importantly, the power of the resurrected Christ not only wants to change your heart, not only wants to change your life in the middle of all of this, he also wants it to change your eternity. To change your eternity. Listen, we are all headed somewhere when we leave this earth. And Jesus wants it to be heaven. Look what Ezekiel said in the next verse. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Can I just tell you that that's God's ultimate heartbeat for humanity? That he could be your God and you could be his people. COVID-19 is not going to last forever. But when we pass, that will. And it's my prayer this morning that you make a commitment to allow the resurrection power of God to change your eternity. I love the quote, a dear friend of mine, Dr. Lee Lee, and her husband, Dr. Richmond Lee, who pastor an amazing church in Wari, Nigeria. I've had the privilege of preaching there. I saw this on her Facebook post the other day, and I wanted to share it with you. This lockdown has a purpose. Find it. Cooperate with God's purpose in it. Then the door will open again to come back to church. That blessed me. That blessed me. I don't know what's going on in your life today, but here's what I believe. In the evaluation of everything that's going on as your pastor, I believe God is using this to draw people back to him. And I believe that all of heaven is going to be filled with people who, when COVID-19 hit this world, turned to God. He's drawing people to himself, not just so he can help them. He's interested in that but so that he could bring them into the family of God so he could be their God and we could be his people. Write their names in the Lamb's book of life. And all of that only happens because of what took place on that first Easter weekend when Christ went to the cross and suffered pain for us so that we could be healed when the disciples on that Saturday experienced confusion so that we could have hope that it's going to be okay. And on that Sunday, when there was resurrection power, it gave us the understanding that change can take place in our life. It's all because of Jesus. It's all because of what we celebrate on this Easter weekend. One more verse for you. Because God has an invitation for you today into this life. Look at what he says in 1 Peter chapter 2. This is the kind of life you've been invited to. The kind of life Christ lived. He suffered everything that came his way. Why? So you would know how you could, that it could be done and also know how to do it step by step. The risen Savior Jesus invites you into this life today a kind of life that when you experience pain, He can be your healer. A kind of life when you experience confusion and disappointment, He can be your peace. 
and a kind of life that when you need change, His power can make it happen for you. He rose from the dead on that first Easter morning. And I don't know where you are on this Easter morning, but I pray that you evaluate your life, not just because of the pressure and the tension of COVID-19, but because you want to serve the Lord. So if you were like I was some 30-odd years ago, lost, separated from God, headed for an eternity without Him, it's my prayer, and I want to encourage you. The same thing that Jesus encouraged us with in John chapter 11, believe me, believe the power of God can change your heart, it can change your life, and it can change your eternity. Father, in the name of Jesus, we prayed the prayer a while ago to receive you as our Lord and Savior into our hearts. And so I pray for every person watching and every person who will watch that God, that they will turn their whole heart and their whole life over to you because you are the one that died you are the one that was buried you are the one that was raised from the dead you are the only one that can make our life better we can't do it in our own strength we can't do it in our own ability so God show us stretch us during this time and I just pray that we make the most of it let it start today on this resurrection Sunday all because of Jesus. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Stacy and I have you in our hearts. The staff have you in our hearts. And we're going to get back together. And you're going to be sitting in front of me. And I'm not going to have to be talking to a blank uh, sanctuary. But until that time, seek the Lord. Trust the Lord. Draw near to Him. And watch what He'll do in your life. And let's let what takes place in our life today stick when we come out of it. We love you guys. Stay in contact with us through Facebook and we'll be doing the same thing. Have an amazing rest of the day, an amazing week. If you need something, let us know. We love you. God bless.